Welcome to Pivot with Greta Scholes, a conversation with business executives and the effects of change. Welcome. Uh, today, I want to introduce Kate Volman, who I've known for a long time. <laughs> So Kate Bowman is um, a local, has become a friend of mine as well, but a local entrepreneur. I met Kate through the Chamber of Commerce in Boca Raton, and she worked there when she was a mere child. And I did some work with them and we became friends. One of the things that I always admired about Kate, and one of the things I'd like to learn about today is Kate, even though she worked for them, she always had such an entrepreneurial spirit. She was also very, very ahead of the game when it came to um, doing things like podcasts, doing things online, um, being on Instagram, being on, she was always very, you know, ahead of that. So Kate, after that little introduction, tell us a little bit about, you know, like where you started and how the kind of path that you've taken now, because you're pretty darn successful today. (laughs) Well, first of all, Greta, thanks for having me on the show and congrats on your podcast. This is so exciting. And it's so funny. I was just talking about you the other day because Greta and I did a fun, we did a fun little workshop together called From How to Wow, (laughs) which was so fun. Um, But yeah, you know, it's so, it's, it's interesting when I think about the trajectory of my career. And really, when you look at anyone's career, it's so interesting to to kind of see how you connect the dots backwards. And, you know, obviously, like Steve Jobs says, you can't connect the dots moving forward, only backwards. And so I think about when you look back at your career, what what you noticed along the way that kind of is that through line. And you kind of hit the nail on the head because For me, I think it's always been whether I've worked for someone else or whether I was on my own and doing my own thing, I've always just had this, um, I've always just wanted to to help people, coach people, uh, create things. I'm constantly a creator. So when I met you at the Chamber of Commerce, I learned a lot about entrepreneurship. I learned a lot about business and advocacy and community and philanthropy and that experience really shaped who I became. I met so many incredible people, including yourself, and I've learned from really great leaders, CEOs, leaders, politicians, just people in the community that were making an impact. And I think that helped spark my entrepreneurial spirit. And so from the chamber, I mean, I was there, I was at the chamber for eight years. I started in sales. I created programs and workshops and seminars. I mean, I've always been able to use my creativity in the work that I've done. And so that's really working at the Chamber of Commerce. I mean, I still am so grateful for that experience because it really helped uh, kind of broaden my spectrum of what does work mean? What, what, you know, what, what are the different kinds of opportunities that are out there? Entrepreneurship, business owners, um, people like leaders, what does that mean to be a leader and all of that? So that's kind of how I started my career. And then obviously, you know, like, I became the director of mar- uh, ma- the marketing director for the city of West Palm Beach Community Redevelopment Agency. I worked there for uh, for quite some time, and then I was on my own. I had a marketing company for about five years, doing my kind of my own thing and teaching people how to use live video. Um, and 
And, and when you were teaching that, we were all like, wow. I mean, that was you. Were, that's what I'm saying. You were so ahead of the rest of us who finally learned that a lot later. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, it's funny because I think about that sometimes. I'm like, oh, yeah, I was kind of ahead of the game. But also I didn't really... You know, like now it's just, it is what everybody does, right? Like the millennials and stuff, this is how they make a living and, and, and do their career. I yes. remember at the chamber back in like whatever it was, like 2008 or nine or whatever, it was, I had my little flip phone and I was <laughs> going on the, to chamber events and using my camera and uploading things to YouTube. I didn't know what that meant, but it was funny because there was no direction to go. And so I just knew that I had fun with it. So everything that I've done in my career, I've always just played around with, oh, what is this Facebook thing? What is this Instagram and YouTube and all this stuff? And then podcasting, kind of getting into podcasting. Yep. Um, now, obviously, like these are just the normal things that people do. And so sometimes I wonder, I'm like, oh, what some of the folks that I grew up with, they started a podcast in 2010 and they still have it today. And it kind of turned into this whole community and business. And so it's really fascinating to think, to, to kind of look at, at your career path and the decisions that you've made. But everything you've done is like, you have to put, add your creativity to it. Like that's the one thing. I mean, no matter what I was doing for work, I've always explored my creativity. Yeah. Yeah. No, you always have. And I think you were always, like I said, you were always ahead of the curve a little bit of most people when it came to utilizing some of the tools that are out there. You were very marketing savvy, very creative. And that's always really important. One of the things you said a couple of minutes ago is, you know, through the beginning of your career, you met a lot of people, a lot of leaders, and you learned a lot from other leaders and other people that you admired and things. What are some of the things that you learned that you picked up that you have really kind of, you know, helped you move forward today? So when I think about some of the, first, when you say leadership and I think chamber, I think the board of directors, there were so many really incredible CEOs and thought leaders and I watched them. They were so caring and kind. Like the people that I, like some people would, so we live, we're in South Florida and some people would be like, oh, Boca Raton and people are so mean and nasty. You know, there would be people that would talk about, I'm like, no, people are so great. Like yeah. there's so much goodness here. There are so many leaders that want to make a difference. And so the leaders that I saw, they helped me understand the importance of giving back, the importance of community, the importance oh. of mentorship and helping people. I mean, I will never forget the one Roxana Trinka. Do you remember Roxana? So, Absolutely. so she was one of my very first mentors and I'll never forget. She pulled me aside one day at, after a board meeting and I was sitting there and I was on the corner and there was this whole board and it was very, it was a very male dominated board. There weren't a lot of women on the board and absolutely most boards were at that time. Yeah. I mean, even even still today, there's a lot of, yes. there could be more women and um, uh, obviously women of color on, on boards. And, <clears throat> and I remember I was sitting on the, um, I was sitting on the side and I almost said something. And then I thought, oh wait, I can't say anything. This is a board meeting. And I'll never forget that Roxana pu pushed me aside or pulled me aside after the meeting. She said, were you going to say something in there? And I said, well, yeah. And she goes, okay. The next time you want to say something, you stand up and you say it like your voice matters. And I will never forget her saying that to me because I was like, no, who am I to say anything? I'm just this, 
young 20-some-year-old girl sitting on the sidelines watching this board meeting. And so that really made an impact on me. And I thought, you know, I really want to be that for other women and other leaders to help them recognize that they have a voice, that everyone has a voice, and that what we say matters if you have an opinion on something that's going on in your organization. Um, And I think, you know, the work that I get to do now is we help leaders help their people grow and become better. And I think looking back, that's what so many of those leaders did is they cared about their people. They understood that in order to have a really great thriving business, they had to care and mentor and help their team get better. It's so true. And, you know, it's funny that you say that over the years. I mean, obviously I've done sales training and, you know, speaking and all that for years and years. And one of the most common things I got is when I worked with salespeople that were young and they would say, well, I'm having a lot of trouble, you know, really you know, reaching my potential, meeting my goals. And I think it's because um, people see me as somebody young and they don't trust that. I don't know enough. I said, do you believe that? And often they hesitate, but they go, no. The problem I think, and you tell me if you think the same is, you know, for me, I was always taught when I was a kid, like, you know, Roxanne said to you, speak up, say, as long as you say it with confidence and it makes sense and you're not saying something just to say something, it, you know, the, the you're being young or you're being, you know, female or whatever people preconceived notion, it goes away quickly when you say something um, that makes a difference or a good question or you make an observation. And I think what happens is so many people that are younger get in this room of people that are a little bit older, a little bit more experienced, and they think what I say doesn't matter. And I think today it matters even more because like I was saying to you, I mean, you were one of the you know, one of the real pioneers when it came to being creative and being online and doing videos. And, you know, now, yes, it is more common. But when you started it years ago, we were all kind of like, oh, my God, look what Kate's doing. So I think so much of that is really true. And if I could tell young people that would be like, just have confidence. Don't be cocky, but have confidence. And if you have a question or a comment, say it, because that's what they're looking for. And the ones that sit in the background and they're afraid to say anything are going to get brushed over. So if you have something important to say, you have to say it, and they will change their perception of you very quickly. Yeah, I, and and that's a good point of say something worth saying or a question worth asking instead of there are definitely people that just want to hear themselves talk, right? Like there are definitely people that, <laughs> but wow. a lot of people are just hesitant or they're hesitant to ask a question right? Like asking a really great question in a room full of people, even if it may sound stupid, it could totally change the direction of the conversation. It could totally spark an idea that that everyone in the room wasn't thinking about. And that could be really an important piece that's missing. And this is why I think it's so important to have diversity in boardrooms and on teams, because everyone's coming from a very different direction on how they're viewing the world, how they're viewing the conversation and business. And when you have an idea that I feel like there are times when we feel very strongly about something and we have to make the choice, right? Like some things you're like, eh, whatever, it doesn't really matter. Whatever I have to say is probably going to be very similar to what, to what everyone else is saying. Fine. Maybe let it lie. But if you feel very strongly in the opposite direction and you have some points that you really think would strengthen the conversation, then yes, absolutely go for it. Like those are the things that I feel like you have to kind of discern 
what that looks like. And you have to make that decision. And that's why when I think about people who are really engaging and when I think about leaders and, and coaches, they ask really great questions. Right. And so even if you're not sure how to communicate your thoughts yet, asking a great question is going to spark the discussion and kind of you could potentially lead that discussion, but just even opening up the dialogue to something that maybe other people are, are overlooking, I think is really interesting. It is. And overlooking or thinking about it and just not brave enough to ask that question or say yeah. So I think, you know, and you make a really good point. I mean, I am a big believer in asking questions. And I think, you know, what's so important is that some people that want to be heard will say something to be heard. But posing a question is such an important way of communicating. And what's interesting is if you've ever met with anyone, especially somebody you believe is a mentor, somebody you've recently met and said, wow, I'm impressed with this person. Often it's not what they're telling you about themselves. It's what they're asking about you, what they're, you know, tell me about this. How do you do? They're asking you good questions and they promote thought in you. And so you walk away from that person saying, wow, I'm really impressed with them. And if you really think about it, they didn't tell you anything. All they did was ask a good question to promote thought in their own mind. And I think that's hugely important. And I hope other people can understand that because that really is a differentiator. Whether you're a young, new entrepreneur or, or somebody that's been around a while, question asking is huge. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. What, are they, what is that, that quote? If you want people to think you're interesting, be interested. Be interested. Be interested. Yeah, exactly right. And I think people know that, but extinct. <laughs> I can't even think of the word, but <laughs> they know it, but they are almost uncomfortable with asking a question because they may think, well, th then it sounds like I don't know something. And they want to make, and they want to say something as opposed to ask, but really it's such a better way to be. And as you talk about leadership, when you have people that work for you to bring out through questioning their thoughts, where they're going, you get great ideas. You also get them to engage with you. And if people are working with you, once they engage, you know, then you're getting all of them. And that's what's important. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of leadership and all that, talk. I want to talk about your podcast. But before we do that, t talk a little bit about the company. You've been with them for quite a while now. How that happened? I mean, I remember meeting, I guess, the owner of your company. I remember meeting him years ago, and I remember you being super impressed with him. I mean, we all were, everybody in the room. And then I hear that you're working for him and all that. Talk about that, what you guys do, how you kind of came about that. It's, it's a pretty interesting thing. I mean, I, you know, all of a sudden you said, oh, right now I'm working. I can't even remember his name, but because you're <laughs> like, the company. I mean, I think of you as the company now. So um, tell me a little bit about that. So this is why networking and meeting great people is so important. And again, for me, I was very blessed because I started my career at a chamber of commerce and I was there for eight years. So I met every, I met the coolest people, right? Like I met the coolest business owners. And I also started, I had to do the programming for our trustee, our trustee program, which was all the CEOs and the top level leaders of the organizations and companies in our area. And I read this book, The Dream Manager, great book by Matthew Kelly. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is such a great book. And basically, I mean, the whole concept of the book is 
Treat people like people. Your organization can only become the best version of itself to the extent that your people are becoming better versions of themselves and you have to care about them personally and you have to help them identify and achieve their dreams. And if you help them do that, they're going to show up and work differently. That's basically the concept of the book. And I reached out to him and I said, oh my gosh, will you come speak at our trustee event? And he said, yes, he was so kind. And we got the books for all the leaders and he, and Matthew came and spoke and it was incredible, amazing. And then Matthew and I, we kind of chatted a little bit after, after he spoke. And then it was so funny because at the time I was starting, I wanted to start a business. And so he and I kind of, we had stayed connected, like over the years we had stayed connected and, you know, he's off having kids. He has like five kids. He went off and has kids and <laughs> yeah, wrote like, he yeah. wrote, wrote like over 30 books. Like he's doing his thing. And, and I, because I was so, I loved uh, marketing so much over the years, like I started emailing him just sporadically. And I'd be like, why are you not doing videos? Why are you not on YouTube? Why are you not on Instagram? Like, let me help you get your content out. I thought I was, you know, I'm running this marketing company. I'm like, I can help this man get his message out. <laughs> Because I really loved his message. I mean, his whole body of work is helping people become the best version of, them, of themselves. Yeah. And so I kind of just kept on emailing him. And, and you know, he's doing his thing. He's writing his books. He's like, he doesn't have time for me. So one day, this is like years later, Greta, this is like 12 years later. I know it was years later because I remember when you told me about it. I'm like, you mean that guy? I mean, yeah. I remember that. So like 12 years later, I'm still kind of, you know, maybe we, maybe we talk once or twice a year, like, you know, no big deal. And then, um, and then he reached out, to, I reached out to him one time to, uh, to continue to give him some feedback on what he could potentially do. And he asked, and his um, assistant reached out to me and said, Hey, mom, Matthew wants to have lunch with you. And I'm like, wait, what? And so we went and had lunch and yeah, it was so funny. Like I thought, I I seriously thought that I was going to get another client. I'm like, oh, I'm getting a new client. I'm getting it. I'm finally going to be able to help market, you know, all of Matthew's really incredible work. And he was like, no, I want you to run my company. And so we had this whole conversation because I was like, wait, what? I don't, I don't do that. He's like, yeah, you do. So we had this whole conversation. And so this was truly a life-changing opportunity, like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And the work that we get to do has is completely in alignment of what I've been doing my whole career, which is helping and coaching. I mean, obviously, coaching and marketing, and, and but everything I've done, especially at the Chamber, and, and, and again, I worked for the Community Redevelopment Agency. I was always working with small businesses. I have all love of business. I have a love of helping people to enjoy their work, to be more passionate about life, to actually pursue their creativity and the things that interest them in work and outside of work. Like it doesn't have to be, you don't have to go start a podcast and make it your living in order for you to have a podcast simply because you enjoy having conversations and you have some messages that you want to share. You can have a job and do those things together. So talk about the business now. I mean, you know, since you've gotten in, what kind of things have you been doing? What kind of clients do you have? What specifically do you do and what tips do you give? Those kinds of things. Yeah. So all of our work is around uh, Matthew's books, really. I mean, uh, we help leaders create a dynamic culture. Like that's really what we're doing because our dream, we actually certified dream managers. So you could actually be a certified dream manager wow. and 
we teach you how to essentially be life coach. Like Dream Manager is the ultimate life coaching program. We have a whole curriculum that we teach you so that when you come and meet with your, uh, your dreamers every month, you're talking through your physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, what your genius wow. of your personality, like every month is a different topic. And you're also reading the rhythm of life, which is uh, one of Matthew's uh, best-selling books. And so we're teaching you how to do that. So most people that come get certified, I would say eight, it's like 80% of the people that come get certified, they are an HR person, a development person, a CEO, someone from a company that goes back to their organization and they serve as the life coach for their people. So, and then the other 20% are, you know, someone that wants to be a coach. Maybe they already are a coach and they just really want a, a solid, proven, time-tested curriculum because they're kind of tired of kind of quote unquote, winging it with some of their clients every month. And yeah. so this takes you through that process. And so that's a big piece of our business is dream manager certification. Uh, we hold right now, we like next in 2023, we have six certifications um, that you can come to. It's a two day certification. It's, it's different ones or six certificate, the same ones, but you have people can go to each one, any one of them. They yes, the it's, they're all the same. It's okay. yeah, we just we certify dream managers and um and it includes a, a year of group coaching. So you're actually getting to stay connected to all of these incredible people. And Greta, it's crazy because we just had someone tell us so they were number six in best places to work for last year. And after implementing the program, they became number one. And they actually attributed the success of that bump to Dream Manager. Wow! And wow, we that's have amazing. We have companies. There's a we have a, we're working with a bank right now. They have seven Dream Managers. We're working with um, like a food packaging company. They have two Dream Managers, and right now they're building out a whole Dream Manager. Like it's going to be like their development department. Yeah. And um, so yeah, it's it is our like we want to help leaders understand the importance of caring about their people personally. If you help your people with their dreams become more engaged in their own life, they're going to become more engaged in their work life. So it sounds like, which I, I think has always been true, but it sounds like people are finally figuring out, and, and it may be because the millennials are moving up and maybe because of the shift after COVID, but it sounds like people really understand that leadership is not about managing what's going on. It's about making people, you know, bringing them to the best of their ability, leading them, making them feel great about being there. And that's why they want to stay there. That's why they want to contribute, which I think has always been true. But I think now people really get that because you know, so many people now are going to work, they're not happy, and they say, I'm just going to switch, and they flip constantly. So it sounds like that's one of the real caveats of what you're doing, which is really helping employees stay because they're happy and they're thriving there and they feel good there and it's a good place to be. That's what it sounds like you're achieving. Yeah. I mean, yes, absolutely. When your people actually feel like you care about them as a leader and they're not just coming to work and do it, do as much work as you possibly can. And that's yes. like such an old school mentality. It is. And in the, so Matthew wrote a couple years ago, he wrote The Culture Solution. And in that book, he shares the six principles, the six immutable principles of a dynamic culture. And principle number six is, uh, 
is to create a coaching, a coaching culture. And that is what we're talking about. So people don't need to be, people don't need to be managed as much as they need to be coached. People want to be coached. And with all of what's happening in the world right now with the great resignation and quiet quitting, leaders have an opportunity to actually create a culture where people are excited to come to work because not, not because, you know, they're, it's because they're peop- they have the right people in the right seats. They have a mission that people believe in. The people that work there, they're actually utilizing their skills. They feel like they're doing a good job. They're, they're actually growing. I mean, Greta, that's what people want. We want to grow. We want right. to get better. Like right. good people want to get better. Like right. all this quiet quitting stuff, like who wants to go, who wants to sit for eight hours and do the bare minimum? Like we want to find people, right? We want to do things, but you have to find the right role and the right leaders that we feel like, yes, this person cares about me. Yes. This like your number one role as a leader is to help your people grow. If you help your people grow, your company's going to grow. And so that is what we get to do as leaders. And we create that coaching culture. And that's, so that's another thing that we work with a lot of CEOs and executives on is we take them through this, these six principles, like how can you use these six principles? And what I love about them is Matthew used the word immutable very intentionally because these six principles were true 20 years ago. They'll be true 20 years from now. And they're true. To, they're even true during the pandemic. Right. They were still true. Well, because people are people and the problem That's has right. always been true, but I think there are certain times in our lives, in the community, in, you know, the world that things become, they, they bubble to the top, they become more to the surface and you realize them more, even though we've kind of always known that people are kind of like, oh, wow. Okay. Now let's do this now. Well, it's always been there, but people didn't get it for a long time. Yeah. So yeah, and podcast a little bit, Kate. I mean, I think obviously if you're talking about these kind of things, people would love to hear that. Talk about that a little bit. What is it? Well, my I have a podcast that I do now that is more of a side fun thing. And I was telling Greta, I'm actually going to be starting a different podcast that is more around leadership. The podcast that I have now that I just aired uh, episode number 80. So I'm excited wow. about that. Yeah, I know. It's well, my goal when I so. I started the podcast because I really love, well, I love talking about leadership. I love talking about, uh, but I also love talking about writing and the creative process. And I think there's so, there's so many similarities between the creative process and entrepreneurship and business because we all deal with the same things. We deal yes. with imposter syndrome. We deal with perfectionism. We deal with belief. We deal with limiting, limiting beliefs, all of these things. And so that's what happens in the creative process. And I talked to, you know, some I mean, I do talk to a lot of business owners on that podcast, but I also talk to writers and authors and like comedians and some TikTokers and people that have really made an impact on that world in that side of the, uh, in that side of the media. But, but that podcast is, is that's what we really talk about. It's a lot about process. And what I love so much about those conversations is it's a reminder that, like you said, people are people. We are all the same. We deal with the same things. Even the most confident people in the world, they have their days of, is this good enough? Should I put this book out? Does the, do these ideas really matter? Is anyone listening? And that's what I love talking about. I mean, I'm, you know, I am publishing, well, I, 
I wrote my first book. It comes out in January and I'm so excited, but that was a very interesting process. And I learned so much as I went and I learned a lot, not only as a writer and as an author and as a creator, but I learned a lot as a, you know, someone that's running a business. I took a lot of what I was learning and just, you know, I'm in the messy middle. I'm frustrated. I got to I got to make make it through and and we all we deal with that as as leaders every day. We do and I think everybody does deal with those same things and sometimes you know you hear somebody else say it and you go good I don't feel as bad. I mean you've heard some of these you know I even think about you know these absolutely beautiful actresses and models and they have all sorts of money and they're absolutely beautiful and they're like you know I wasn't sure and they you know their insecurities when they talk about them everybody goes why would they be insecure because it has nothing to do with the outside it's all what's inside of you and to be able to understand that is is huge. So what's yeah. the name of the podcast? So it's Create for No Reason. And <laughs> Create for No Reason. You know, it's so funny. The reason why was really because, again, my whole career, like my whole body of work, like I've had, again, I've had jobs, I've, I've been on my own, but I've always explored my creativity, you know, poetry, writing, podcasting, videos, whatever it is. And I think that so many people we get lost. We have responsibilities and we have kids and bills and jobs and all the things that we have to do in life that people forget about what are those activities that bring you so much joy, singing, dancing, gardening, sewing, cooking, whatever it is. Like there's something that people just love to do. And I work with so many CEOs that will literally come to us because they want to focus on their business. And we actually, they've, discovered, oh my gosh, I used to be in a band and I love playing guitar. I would love to just play guitar again. And so they go take lessons or they go, they bring their their buddies together and they play like once a month. And that is so much fun for them. And it brings so much joy to their life. And they've just forgotten that. And we all have that. We all have that one thing that we just lose all track of time. I agree. I think everybody is great at something. We all have a, a, a hidden skill. And sometimes the people that are lucky discover that and other people don't. And that's like you were saying, nobody wants to go to work and just kind of nine to five, put, you know, do the minimum and go home. They don't. There's something else in there that needs to be awoken. And unfortunately, not a lot of it is. So if you can figure out what that other thing is, like that person who started, you know, taking lessons again and being involved in a band probably is so much more productive, even at work because all around they feel good. Yeah, that is the, that is the entire message of my book. Like that is what the book is about. It is about doing, it's, it's really just do what you love. Like it's about finding joy in those creative pursuits that you've given up. Love it. I love that. What's the name of the book? Do what you love. Just the do book what is you called love. Do What it. You Love. Great it's name. a guide, a guide to living your creative life without leaving your job. That's the subtitle. Ooh, I love that. That's great. So Kate. Um, thank you so much for, we went actually a little over today because you have so much interesting stuff, so much to say. And, um, but if somebody wanted to reach out to you and talk to you or follow you, what can they do? The easiest, simplest way is just go to katevolman.com. It's connected me to all, all the socials and anywhere you want to be, anywhere that you are most, uh, on Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, all the places.
katebolan.com. So I, it's K-T-E-V-O-L-M-A-N, but I'll put that at the end of the um, the podcast anyway. So if somebody wants to see it, they can do that and they can connect to you that way. And uh, that's awesome. So what's the biggest takeaway you think? What, what would you tell the audience of mostly entrepreneurs, small business people, salespeople? What's the takeaway today that you can give to them before we go? Ooh, my takeaway would be we always challenge our clients to create their list of a hundred dreams. So I would say create a list of a hundred dreams. A hundred seems like a lot. I know we always get it. Wait, what do you mean a hundred? Challenge yourself to get to a hundred dreams in all different areas, right? We have professional dreams, material dreams, psychological dreams, personal dreams. We have all the different areas, creative dreams, financial dreams, and just create your list of a hundred dreams. And while you're doing that, ask the people closest to you, your family, your team members, what is your dream? I love that. A hundred dreams. Okay. That's what we're going to leave it with today. Hey, <laughs> thanks again so much for taking time. You are such a busy person. I'm so glad we were able to do this. Thank you so much. Thank you, Greta. Such a pleasure. Always fun to see you. Always. <laughs>